You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. And I'm now joined in studio by our journalist, Bernie English. Bernie, how are you? One of our journalists, Bernie English. Bernie, how are you getting Hi, on? Keen. Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't give me um, multiple roles there. <laughs> <laughs> how are you getting on? I'm good. One or two of my colleagues actually do a little bit of work as well. You know, uh, <laughs> I know it doesn't look like it sometimes, yeah. but... <laughs> Uh, Bernie, I'm good, I'm good. you have uh, the off-lead on page one of this week's Limerick Post newspaper. I do, and it's yeah. all about these much-abused um, air codes that we all got and instantly forgot. Um, <laughs> I can never remember mine, can you? I think I wrote it down somewhere, but yeah. it's one of those things. I put it in a safe place, and yeah. I don't know it's so safe, I don't know where it is. I have mine know. written on a, a memory uh, thing beside the door so when I, I leave the house or- I know where it is but when I need it I, I don't know yeah, yeah. but you look you're organized you know? <laughs> <laughs> I try to be I pretend to be <laughs> yeah um, a meeting well there was a meeting in Brough in um, oh sorry there was a meeting in uh, Kilmallock last week of local councillors and this issue was raised there but it's also been raised generally by the Gardaí and what they're saying is if you have items of value like that nice laptop that you have there in front of you or an expensive mobile phone or Pieces of um, even gardening equipment and tools that you tend to put in a shed. These are the kind of things that the stuff that you leave in the shed, especially is the stuff that criminals will go after this yeah. time of year because they have lots of cover of darkness. Now, one of the things is Gardaí can be quite successful at getting this stuff back. Uh, and they can also be quite successful at identifying stuff that's been sold at market, which has been which has been the, the, pro, the proceeds of ill-gotten gains, for want yeah. of a better word, and car boot sales and places like that. Not to tarnish every car will sale on market, but there are some criminals who like to now and then, yeah. launder their wares through those outlets. Yeah. Gardaí are saying that if you actually um, surreptitiously mark your air code on your items, either with an indelible pen or have it uh, etched with a, an etcher, um, then th- at least if they get the air code, then they can find you to give you, yeah, give you the stuff back. Yeah, it's a good back. idea, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I mean, in fairness, any of the guards will tell you at the end of every year, there's a ginormous amount of unclaimed property because you, you and I, I suppose, were, <laughs> I think the public at large tend to be a little less than optimistic, mm-hmm. po- possibly rightly in these cases, that, you know, if your car is broken into and somebody whips your laptop from the front seat or from the boot even, you don't ever expect to see it again. So you don't follow it up. Yeah, um, I, I came out from doing a job a couple of weeks ago and the wheels were off my bike. Now, thankfully, I had them all locked up properly. But yeah, even though yeah. I have the bike registered, I know there's about. 50 other people that have the same bike as me around Limerick so it would be hard to trace it like it would you know. it would and how many of us think to actually register the the, the actual yeah, number yeah. on whatever the device you number, have yeah. but this is this is now there is there is actually a very special machine that the guards use they have it in Dublin and they mentioned at Kilmallock that the Bruff district are hoping to acquire one they 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 have a loan of one this okay. Saturday so if anybody wants to go to Bruff Garda station this Saturday to have their um Sorry, that was last Saturday. I shouldn't be telling you that now. <laughs> but they are acquiring you have a toy machine. They're, they're, they are acquiring one of these special special guard markers, and this apparently um, can put your your air code on it very very almost oh, invisibly, and then it's visible in a special light. So even if somebody nicks your computer or your lawnmower or whatever, um, they won't be able to see that you have actually identified it. Ah, right. So uh, yeah, it's it's so we're all given out about the all air codes. I don't think I've ever put an air code on anything, but. Uh, yeah, they have their uses. That's one of their uses, yeah. Yeah, they also, the guards also point out in, in a release this week that if you have to call an ambulance and you have your air code and you can give them the air code, especially for the likes of me who live, you know, in the back streets of nowhere out in yeah, the countryside, yeah. um, if you give the ambulance drive, the ambulance service your air code, they'll be able to find you much more easily than if you say turn left at Murphy's, you know. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, an air code. 
Maybe we should we should all resurrect our much maligned air codes. <laughs> Carry your air code on you in case you get lost. We have it tattooed in your arm. <laughs> <laughs> they know who to return you to if your carers let you out, you know. <laughs> And then uh, in other news, Bernie, a not so positive story. No, uh, well, it's not positive at all, really. Unfortunately, yes, um, the Castle Troy uh, retirement, the Park Retirement Village in Castle Troy, is a little oasis which was hailed as as being leader in its class yeah. when it opened a number of years ago, and it's one of these sort of like places of. Uh, places where people who are a bit older can go who don't want to they don't need to be in a nursing home they don't need to be in some place where they're getting 24-7 care but they do perhaps want to size down their empty nesters maybe they are having some health issues they maybe don't feel too secure if they're living in an isolated part of the countryside so a lot of these people bought into this retirement village it's like independent living yes it is it's independent living in a protected environment okay and with a lot of with a lot of extras like they had um you know, the manager of the place would organise events during the day. They'd oh, have brilliant. day trips. Yeah. They'd have art classes. They had yoga and Pilates and uh, wellness days. Uh, and something as simple as she used to have tea and buns every morning. So anybody fancied a cup of coffee and a chat could come down, which is fantastic, as you can imagine. If you're someone living on your own. Of course. Yeah. You, you can elect yeah. to go out you're and meet other people. There yeah. And, yeah. yeah, you have community. And these are all, as I say, they're they're all very active people. They're they're, But... A lot of these people sold their homes yeah. to buy into this. And now it seems a number of them, um, the new owners have taken over and at least two of the residents have been given notice to quit because oh. their contract is up. Um, there are other people being told that they'll have to move out because there's renovations going on in their bungalows. The renovations involve putting an extra bedroom in the attic. So, you know, the writing is on the wall here for what the new owners want to do. They want to get people out and get younger people in and get a commercial rate. They're right beside the university there. So these people will be made homeless, basically. More or less, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, where are you going to go if you're 75, you've sold sold your your home? home. Uh, You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to come downtown and rent a third-story flat? Uh, You know, it's this. the people who bought into this reckoned they were there for life. Yeah, well, they chose to move there for a reason. Yes. You know, that's the thing yes. at, yeah. at that point in your life to give up your home or to sell your home to move in here. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a thing a lot of people do, sell their homes and, and, and trade yeah. trade into something smaller. Yeah. But this had a specific perks for these people. Um, and they had a great feeling of security there. So it's not clear, uh, you know, it, what's, what's not clear is that the new owners are not specifying that this is what they want to do. Okay. They're telling people who have to move for renovations and people whose contracts are up, they may and that's a may, get other accommodation in the village. But nothing is certain. And, you know, if you're that age and you need that bit of security, moving at all for anybody of any age is an undertaking. At that stage in your life, that's not what you want to be doing. So we don't know what way this one is going to shake down. So it's only you have to keep an eye on. It is. It is. You know, it it would be an awful shame. If this is the way things are going to be allowed to go, there is no regulation. Obviously, yeah. if somebody buys a, buys a property or a number of properties, it's their property, and property is sacrosanct in the constitution. Yeah. So the new the new owners can, within the law of contract, do whatever the hell they want to. Um, but yeah, it seems it seems a poor repayment to people in the twilight of their lives who are active and who don't need to be in nursing homes uh, to be pushed out in the cold like this. Yeah. Uh, so those stories and much more available in this week's Limerick Post newspaper and online at limerickpost.e. Bernie, thanks very much for joining us. You're very welcome, Keen. Have, have a, a great good weekend. weekend. You too.
Joining me in studio now is host of the Limerick Post Show, Megan Scully. Megan, how are you getting on? I'm very well, Keen. How are you? I'm very good. You had a busy week. I had a busy week. We both had a busy week. Yes, we most certainly did. Um, we're, we were over in City Hall during the week and I chatted to Mo Foley-Walsh all about the Not Around Us campaign. So basically it's a campaign to encourage people to stop smoking around children especially and young adults and kind of I suppose to kind of the whole plan is maybe down the line to kind of you know discourage young people from starting the smoking habit that everyone knows is very addictive and very hard to give up but not only that they're also like providing a lot of um information about quitting cigarettes so if someone wants to quit but is struggling because it's obviously more about supports than yeah. telling someone not to smoke yeah we're not saying yeah. don't smoke at all we're saying please don't smoke around young people and children because it's not very nice and you don't want like i don't think any parent out there wants their child to be a smoker i don't think you you think oh i'm a smoker i hope my child smokes you want to probably keep keep them away from it so it's kind of just kind of I suppose getting that message out there and as well another huge issue with it is litter because we all know people just throw cigarette butts on the ground when there is actually bins provided um, so it's and um, they don't they're, they're just rotten and I hate they, when I see one coming out of a car oh it's so bad yeah. and like you know would you throw cigarette butts around your own home house I don't exactly. think you would yeah. so why do it anywhere else so it's just, I think it's a really good initiative and it's just kind of I suppose to let people know about it more and to raise awareness and just to encourage people about um, not smoking now I don't know if you noticed on Instagram we shared the video and one person commented saying I thought we live in a free Ireland but they completely misinterpreted the message what we're trying to say is please don't smoke around children don't smoke yeah. in the car with children if you're in a playground don't be smoking if you're be in conscious a, of where you're yeah smoking. and who's yeah. around you too and i think it's just really unfair because children i suppose won't have won't be you i've never heard a child say please don't smoke around me um so we're just saying to the adults please don't do it yeah i say we i'm like I, i'm not obviously a part of that campaign but i am feel i feel like it's something that well, you were at an event recently head. and yeah and i just a very I, public event yeah a really public event there was like it's hard to enjoy people. with people standing around smoking yeah stuff. i found I, I actually moved where i was standing i was in a really good position for the event but i just found the smoking was just so bad that i had to move away from all the crowds and go actually kind of to the back where i couldn't see as well but it was there was no smoke, smoke free yeah, yeah so i just think it's something that we really need to smokers really need to kind of think about yeah. and any of the backlash i've received over it is actually from smokers yeah. they're kind of giving out to me being yeah. like Ooh, I'm not, I was like, I'm not trying to tell you you can smoke. I'm just trying to tell you, you know, maybe be think about Mindful where, of where you're smoking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, one, oh, passive smoking is sorry, but I, it's something that I feel really strongly about. So from that, the next day we went to uh, St. Clement's School. Yes. So the Redemptorist Church were launching their Christmas hamper peel in St. Clement's School. And um, we spoke to Father Seamus Enright about it all. And obviously there is... 6,000 hampers that will be filled and distributed to families around Limerick City and County. So that's quite a staggering number to think that that many families at Christmas time need food and need supplies. Um, so obviously it's great that the donations are being made and they obviously need a lot more. Um, so it's uh, I think it's wonderful to see so many secondary school students getting involved and I have also put us forward. So we are going Lovely. packing hampers. I can't wait for that. Yeah, I think yeah. it'll be great. It'll be it really, should be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. But as I said, it's kind of scary to think that that many families need support like this. But um, as I said, they do need donations, so uh, you can drop stuff into the Redemptorist Church if you can. Brilliant. And then, uh, Megan, later on that day, I had a lovely pizza in Sexton's Bar. Yes, you did. Now, I missed out on the pizza because I had to go somewhere else. But um, Aidan Coyne is a singer-songwriter from Ennis, and he called down to us for a chat and a performance, which you're going to see in the Limerick Post show. And some show. pizza. And some pizza. I left. Um, I had to go do... Um, I had something else to do. And while I was gone, you guys got fed. We did indeed. Great yeah. pizza, I have to say. It's delicious. Very jealous. Uh, the interview was really well. Yeah, yeah, he was really sound. Really cool. Um, he's like travelled like the last 11 years around America with his folk band and now he's doing his own thing. So really talented guy as well. So looking forward to that one. Yeah. 
And then also and the performance is worth checking out. Yes, yeah, it is. It I can't wait. Um, and then also yesterday there we were narrative four for another launch that was taking place. So it said loads like a video content this week and loads happening around the city. So it was narrative four launching their first ever annual report. I think twenty eighteen was our first full year in Limerick. Yeah, so no, it's really great. And very interesting as well. And so, I love um, that office. It's lovely. One of the so nicest cool. buildings around. Yeah, it's fab. Uh, Megan. Where can you find the Limerick Post show? Limerpost.ie forward slash show is where you'll find it. And also across Facebook, Instagram, IGTV and Twitter. Just search for Limerick Post. And if you would like, please give us a like and a follow because then you can keep up to date with all our content that we're churning out literally on the daily. And on YouTube, ring that bell. Yes, hit subscribe <laughs> to us and get notified every single time we drop a video. Brilliant. Megan, thank you very much for joining us. Camille Malgat, long of all. Have a good weekend. I'm now joined in studio by our arts editor, Rose Rush. Rose, how are you? Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Keen. Many happy returns, Rose. What are you thankful for? Uh, I'm thankful that I get to watch uh, the Late Late Toy Show with a wonderful family of little cousins. Lovely. This evening, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, yeah, I'm thankful. Christmas I'm thankful that I get to do this podcast with Rose Rush every week. <laughs> right answer. <laughs> I'm very thankful for how I got to spend Thanksgiving night. I was at Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Lovely. How did that go? I was lucky to get a seat, can that be said? Uh, Sicilian Musical Society uh, took the brave leap of going for seven performances this year. It's their centenary year. They've thrown it's a massive year for them. This. Yeah. Huge, massive year financially. They've chucked 65,000 euro at this production of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I'm so pleased box office and the rest of us are rewarding them by going there in their droves. Um, there's an isolated seat available here and there for the next three performances. Uh, we're speaking of tonight, Friday the 29th, a matinee tomorrow, and closing night, Saturday the, the 30th. I cannot praise this extraordinary, heart-giving production just enough. It's just, it's a thrill beginning to end. The musicianship, a 12-piece band stroke orchestra led by Michael Young, Amazing music, and I've taped a clip of Caractus Potts stroke um, Jason Ronan and his children, Jemima Potts, William Shields, uh, Clarina Fella, and Jemima Potts, Holly Purtle, beautiful actors. Yeah. Who, let's say, four shows into it when I saw it. They're young, they're, they're small kids, they're 11 year olds. So well able to hold uh, a silence on stage. When there's more action, more singing that doesn't involve them personally, how they observe it, how they use the stage, how the excitement and love they bring to every scene. Beautiful singers. So in a quiet moment, uh, with, did, with the 65,000 euro aside, it is a fairly professional setup anyway, isn't it? It's an extraordinary setup. Yeah. I mean, full kudos to Des Hen and his wife, Barbara Meany, and stage manager Ray Burke. What they've done, it's just it's just so exciting. It's so fabulous. Costuming, choreography, but it's all a thrill. It's all a thrill. I've sent you a clip that I taped a little I saw that last in my night. emails. Yeah. Could we seek to correct his paths? i.e. Jason, Jeremy and Jemima, they get together for this beautiful little family tribute. It's before the gorgeous Kim Burke stroke truly scrumptious enters their lives. You'll hear the quality of, of singing and musicianship here. Happy life.
That was lovely, Rose. I could take some credit but anyway it's you know the storyline it's this wonderful five aside there are five goodies Caractus Pats Jeremiah Jemima this truly scrumptious and there's their dad he's um, he, the guy who plays him he is just such 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 good fun Paul Cable he plays an eccentric brigadier uh, the five baddies are you know they're even more thrilling yeah there was just the most beautiful sort of, you know, camp duo from Goran and Boris there, Barry Danahan and uh, Brian Roach, respectively. I, they brought the house down. Every second scene cuts to them as they're the spies of Baron Bamberst, who's Brian Henry in this, deeply in love with his real-life wife, Gronia Hartnett, who just kicks it out of the park playing Baroness Bamberst. And they are the rulers of Bulgaria. The Bulgarian spies are Goran and Boris, who get up to every guy's imaginable to see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang back from the Potts family. And the car itself doesn't disappoint. It floats. It, um, it responds when you say please, but not otherwise. <laughs> 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 and my Christ, it really does fly. And the car seemed to just so much fun. It's also a wickedly dirty show for grown-ups. The wisecracks are sensational. Brilliant. I get this, you know, guilty guffaw <laughs> every once in a while. I, just case in point, close your ears if you're a sensitive person. I'll have my hands over the my ears now. catcher. Right? Yeah, I told you they're all the baddies. Uh, <laughs> special marks to James Malone as as the child catcher. He's just, he just inhabits, he moves so brilliantly. He's such a creep. He's just so loving it up there. He really is. But between, you know, Boris and Goran, between them, uh, they try to emulate English people at one stage, except they've got these Bulgarian accents. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you know, the tongue-in-cheek stuff is great. So they try to pronounce Chilecatcher in English and it becomes Chilecratcher. <laughs> Chilecatcher? No, Chilecratcher. <laughs> Chilecatcher. No, and it goes back and over and, it, oh, God, forgive me. It's just... <laughs> gotta love it brilliant you gotta so love it. you, you recommend people it. to go rose sure look you can't get a seat so i've just yeah. annoyed everybody silly if you do get a chance that actually yeah. you know I, I i went home last night after the show and because it was thanksgiving i actually articulated a prayer of thanksgiving out loud for god having gifted me sicilian musical society and chitty chitty bang bang brilliant mm. and rose uh, from a musical to some music yeah we're going to get dead serious so serious okay we're going to go to mass Handel's Messiah is box office gold for Limerick Choral Union. Uh, the Choral Union staged the Messiah every second year, and you would think their audience and fan base might begin to be fatigued, but no, 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 no. I gave their chairperson, she's with the company 23 years on a volunteer basis, she's with the committee for, for 12. Congratulations to Lorraine, she's just qualified in her BA of Voice and Dance Performance from Irish World Academy. 
and she now works as a private vocal coach um, and she's done extraordinary work this year the chairperson in the light of the recent death of her sister who Yvonne who is also a, a, a professional singer so full and fair respect there come next Saturday Saturday week December 7th at University Concert Hall while you can book a seat for Hans Messiah Malcolm Green is director they have um, a beautiful series of soloists in this one is uh, Mary O'Sullivan. Lorraine rumbled her when Mary O'Sullivan came to Limerick to sing at a funeral requiem. She was booked on the spot. She went on to recommend, Mary O'Sullivan went on to recommend an alto who's coming um, to sing her part in this. Michaela Loredana Chervese. I'm sure Keen, you'd have much more luck with your smattering of Spanish and pronouncing that. We have the Limerick bass, uh, the tall and red-haired Kevin Neville, who's a fine actor. I've seen him in plenty of opera. I've seen him in fundraising concerts for other singers. I've seen him do opera delights at that museum. Uh, I've seen plenty of him on stage. He's, he's a wonderful performer. And again, he brings a lot of joy to what he does, a lot of expressiveness. He likes to connect with, with us, the audience, and tenor Conor Pendeville. I'm going to give a plug for two free gigs being organised by Limerick Choral Union, the choir who will be without their 27-piece professional orchestra for these upcoming gigs. December the 9th, Milford Hospice Chapel at 5.30pm. There is a Christmas car performance then. And again, uh, St Mary's Cathedral, a little bit more centrally. That date is going to be on December the 21st. That's a Saturday, I believe, at 5.30pm. And again, that's open to every person in the community who can get in there and grab a seat. So again, back to Limerick Choral Union, their 27-piece Limerick Choral Union Orchestra, which is an international orchestra of professionals, and uh, an 8pm wonderful, proper festive opening in a sacred way for Christmas on, on December 7th. Brilliant. That's worth checking out. And um, Rose, although your role as uh, art editor is what we most often hear on the podcast. Oh my God, what's coming? What's coming? What else is there to me? You also do these features in the county and other parts of Limerick. As you do, Keane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, you're, you're my criminal um, arms for that. I've been yeah. told there's another county feature coming up soon enough. There is, yeah. And um, thank God this year it's been delightful. I've had a little bit more time to, to do it better. And we're always trying to be. No, we're not perfect in, in the Limerick Post, but we are Close always to looking it. at better. <laughs> <laughs> I love your confidence. Confer it on here, please. So it's our, it's our County Christmas Bonanza edition. Stepped away from retail because obviously that's that's the that's the commercial story that's that's everywhere everybody has presents to gather to give your subscriptions your vouchers your new clothes your 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 bookings with restaurants that's part and parcel of people's christmas but there's much more so i've had a good exploration around the county from um county limerick youth theater staging uh, the x factory in the honey fitz theater in lacquer to um, a concert raising funds for St. Vincent de Paul in Grange. Again, that's a community coming together of choirs, adult and children. Re, uh, Kiri Scanley is deeply involved in that. So quality is going to be very good. Uh, from Christmas wreath making workshops to uh, three hours free parking, Camelloc, Abbeyfield and Newcastle West to help bring people in. We're looking at um, a show, uh, Shrek, in Castleman Community Hall. 
that sold out, sold out weeks ago. Can Brilliant. Can you read it? Yeah. That's coming up for three nights in about another 10 days. They managed wow. to sell out. That's excellent. Incredible, the, the quality of given endeavour and accomplishment that's going on in the county. That doesn't feed into, you know, the city chatterbox yeah. as much as city matters tend to filter out you know into urban districts so there's a hive of happy industry going on in the county so from your christmas dances and fundraisers to um a nathan carter concert in newcastle west um we're, we're with the wonderful malachi even he's a great sports reporter i love 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 working with him because his two specials seem to be hurling and horse racing and they're two big gloves of mine we've booked mal to do a at the same time run. horse race hurling <laughs> love to see you at polo um, Mal is doing a forecast special from us extending from our date of publication December 5th into January 5th taking a big view at what is going on and then his sense of anticipation of what will emerge from you know end of year leagues finals yeah. friendlies the whole lot brilliant so uh, yeah we've we've lots lies ahead in so that. keep your eye on the Limerick Post for this feature yeah publication yeah. date it's a all regional newspapers are dated by the Saturday, so it's dated Saturday the 7th and you're out December the 5th. And as with our City Bonanza, uh, published a week back, that was a, a close to 30-page special that flew out the door yeah. to the point that in-house copies were being taken. I had the lovely Joanna Leahy, my colleague, going around the place <laughs> trying to scour out this year's supplements from any remaining issue yeah. so get them while they're uh, hot so that while they're have going. a file yeah. that'll just help informers for next year and how to build in that template one person I want to thank Keen Reinhardt wonderful <laughs> 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 you never stop the wonderful Bran O'Loughlin uh, who works in production and who works on arts page weekly and indeed many many other pages including the Bonanza pages um, to help better layout bringing graphics uh, she's very careful about photography uh, layout stuff like that all of it makes the Limerick Post pop and sing part of our big big background team of accomplishment brilliant Rose Rush arts editor of the Limerick Post thank you very much for joining me I'm keen right back at you thank you so that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup I'm your host Keen Reinhardt for more arts news sport entertainment and much much more visit limerickpost.ie or pick up this week's copy of the Limerick Post newspaper I'd like to thank Rose Rush for joining me, our arts editor, journalist Bernie English, and Megan Scully from the Limerick Post Show. You can keep up to date with all Limerick news by following the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all social media channels. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and we really are Keeping Limerick Posted. Keen, can I interject, please? You may be able to, yeah. Okay, can I flag uh, your own podcast? You have a very, very interesting unit coming up. I do indeed. Yeah. uh, Always do. We are Limerick, hashtag we are Limerick. Always do indeed. (laughs) Listen, I have a soft spot for, we have three soldiers in Limerick Barracks. Alex Smith, we have uh, Thomas Magner and we have Gavin Dillon. They're going to do something extraordinary in the Swiss Alps for a benefit purely for um, Limerick and Tipperary Samaritans, our close neighbours here. And as the lads pointed out to me, we knew the service was there around the corner from us. And we wanted to do something that would help people who feel they need support, they need a helping hand when times are bad. And they did the the To Hell and Back. Uh, It's uh, the most challenging extreme athleticism 400 metre relay race in... um, 
it, it, it took, I, I don't know a great deal about it. I know yeah. it was in Kilrudderie Street in Wicklow. They did a fundraiser there in early October for Peter House. So there's a good line of follow through with these guys and you're going to do a unit special with them coming up shortly, aren't I you? I am indeed. Yeah, I think uh, the projected date is 12th of December. Excellent. Because the three lads have to be free in the same time and they, they give up their service for the forces that they're involved in you know they do so, I hope you get to interview them in that address because that's pertinent to their fundraiser I won't say too much more other than we at Limerick Post we have sponsored cards for the Barringtons yeah. and on a, on a coded basis we will be issuing sponsored cards for people who wish to sell lines there's also a crowdfundme page as well all will be published on December the 5th in my business spotlight brilliant page. big interview with the lads and with the lovely Joe Kennelly of Limerick Samaritans Limerick and Tips Samaritans yeah. thanks for that Rose and enjoy the rest of your weekend okay sir